In this episode, we start in Los Angeles and we make our way slowly but surely across to New York City by Greyhound bus, which was an experience. I've done a little bit of Amtrak as well. Crazy stuff happened in the USA. But first of all, it was getting to Los Angeles. As you mentioned in the last episode, we had headed or we basically flew east. So we were flying over the dateline, which seemed like a good idea at the time because it was cheap, but in a practical sense, no bueno, not a good idea. By the time we uh, landed in, in LAX, which was about 6.15 in the afternoon, we'd been in transit, or we'd been awake, sorry, for about 34 hours. Yeah, we flew out of Bangkok at about eight o'clock, I think, in the morning. We'd been in transit or awake or whatever by 34 hours, give or take, and we'd landed in Los Angeles on the same day at 6.15 in the afternoon. So we'd only actually gone back 10 hours. Don't recommend it. I'm pretty sure I had a migraine for about four days, so therefore didn't like Los Angeles at all. I was grumpy, miserable, didn't like it. It was a pain in the ass. We did, though, have a very quick layover in Kuala Lumpur and also in Taiwan, and that was exciting. But yeah, anyway, got into Los Angeles, got the shuttle to the hostel. What didn't help at the hostel, number one, it was a bit shit. Number two, uh, we got plumped into the last remaining room, which was right next to the big fat fucking aircon unit. And sleep was needed, but it was very difficult to come by. Not a great experience of Los Angeles. That being said, doing it on a budget, so you're always going to be a bit, you know, fancy, uh, sorry, fussy with these things. But we saw a lot in Los Angeles, you know, there's a lot to see and do. You can have a look at the Hollywood sign. We actually weren't too far away from that. You see the, um, I think it's the Chinese theatre uh, you know, on, on the, what I believe is Hollywood Boulevard. I want to say it's Hollywood Boulevard. So that was cool to hang around there, you know, see all people's hands and, you know, foot, uh, uh, you know, the hands in the, in the Hollywood, you know, dry, you know what I'm talking about, you know, the handprints of the famous actors and, and so forth. So that was cool. We took some funky bus journeys down to, you know, Santa Monica, Venice Beach, you know, walking up and down there, getting, you know, a bit of the vibe. That was cool. You know, looking around Union Station, going up and down, uh, go past Dodger Stadium as well. South Korea Town, some great food in South Korea Town. A couple of journeys we did take, we took the, not Metro as such, but a tramway all the way down to Long Beach. I'm a massive Iron Maiden fan uh, and, and Live After Death, uh, what I believe is called Live After Death, could be Live After Death. Uh, Iron Maiden recorded that at the Long Beach Arena back in, I think it was 1986. Fantastic album, but the Long Beach Arena is still there. So we took a, a trip all the way down to there, had a nice walk around Long Beach Arena. Uh, because what we had also done, which was planned in advance, uh, we'd also got tickets to see the uh, Los Angeles Lakers play. And they were playing the Los Angeles Clippers. So it's a Los Angeles derby, Staples Center. It's about $24 a ticket. We'd booked them so far in advance. Uh, for memory, Kobe Bryant was definitely playing, uh, rest in peace. I believe Shaquille O'Neal might have been playing, possibly. Not too good on my basketball to know. Pretty sure Phil Jackson was the coach of the Lakers at the time. For the Clippers, they weren't doing too much, but there was a guy coming through the ranks called Blake Griffin, who's turned out to be an, a superstar since we saw him. Uh, the Lakers won the game, 
And I'm not a massive basketball fan myself. Aaron loves basketball. But I was blown... I forgot my next word. <laughs> I was blown away of how fast-paced the game was. Uh, I believe you get 24 seconds to have a shot at your opponent's uh, basket. It was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Incredibly enjoyable experience. Would go and definitely see some basketball again. It a brilliant experience. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Pretty sure we saw the, the LA Coliseum as well, which is no longer there. Home of the Olympic Games back in the day. Also recently home to the Los Angeles Rams, uh, the NFL team as well. If you've never travelled on a Greyhound before, a Greyhound bus, they've not got the greatest reputation. Uh, it's well known that, uh, put it this way, it's not how the elite travel, it's how the people at the lower end of the social spectrum travel. You do get some characters on the Greyhound buses. The Greyhound bus stations are located not in the prettiest parts of town, not in the safest parts of town either. So it does make for interesting, in very interesting perspectives and some very interesting journeys where, funny enough, interesting things happen. But from Los Angeles, it was a simple case of heading over to Las Vegas. We took a, like I say, a Greyhound bus, eight hours. Unfortunately, it broke down on the way, uh, which wasn't a good experience. <laughs> Sat there pretty much in Death Valley uh, with a broken down bus. No bueno. Vegas is amazing. Again, we were doing it on the shoestring budget. Uh, kudos to Aaron for finding, I think it was a days in accommodation. It wasn't on the strip. It was um, a block or so away from the strip, but it was $9 a night, including breakfast. B-E-A-utiful. No problem. And you know you're in Vegas when you get a, uh, a fruit machine in the toilet. Hands down, there's a fruit machine in the toilet, so you could have a whiz and, you know, spend a few dollars. Or, you know, I would say spend a penny. I thought that was funny. Denny's breakfast as well. Great thing about Denny's is when we were there anyway, everything on the, me on the menu has bacon, including the ice cream. Oh, yeah, it was bacon-flavoured. Didn't try it though, didn't bring ourselves to try it. But Vegas is Vegas. Uh, we you know, saw the famous Vegas sign as you do. Spent a lot of time in hotels, you know, looking at different shows, you know, the Bellagio, um, the uh, Luxor, the Mandalay Bay, uh, New York, New York. Uh, you know, just so many casinos to go in and out of. Saw the water show at the Bellagio. Uh, done done quite a bit of gambling yeah, because they're always offering you know free spins or whatever it is so yeah plenty of gambling as well i didn't fare too well aaron fared very very well to say the least and we also booked in this tour to go to the grand canyon and hoover Dam. there's many ways that you can do it you can get your helicopter tours you can do this you can do that but when you're in vegas it's a bit rude not to so we got on a coach or got on a day tour and headed over to the grand canyon and hoover Dam. We were lucky that we were the first people picked up, so we sat the opposite side of the driver so we could see uh, out the window. I uh, want <laughs> the, the Hoover Dam. My initial response when I saw it was, damn, it is absolutely massive. The driver had sent us on the long way round, so the first view we had of it was of the very, very, very top. So the, the enormity of it, the words won't do it justice. The photos probably won't do it justice. The enormity of it, 
absolutely brilliant. So we started off at the top and you know, sort of zigged down down the road, <clears throat> got off the bus, had a walk, you know, a, not all the way across the dam, but partially across the dam, done some reading, jumped back in the old bus, off to the Grand Canyon. As mentioned before, Aaron's got a, I say vertigo, it's, it's not doesn't do well with heights. Now the Grand Canyon, as you imagine, is pretty big. It's in the name. Got to the Grand Canyon, and it, they had recently, when we got there, put a glass horseshoe, so you could literally walk into the canyon and see everything beneath, you know, the glass below. And a big drop, I won't lie. Fair play, Aaron, he's, he's kind of gone on the glass, and I don't think I've ever seen a man quite go uh, as quickly round it as, <laughs> as he did, but he did do it, so kudos to him for that. Uh, we looked at the visitor center, uh, took loads of photos of the Grand Canyon, and I like the fact that, you know, health and safety, I think we overdo it in the UK, personally, on health and safety. It's got pros and cons. You can argue that they overdo it in America as well, but they do sometimes have a bit of common sense. And pretty much with the Grand Canyon, it was, you get a couple of warning signs of, look, hey, trip hazard, you know, don't sit on the edge, etc. If you fall, you're probably gonna die unlucky. But I, you know, I was sitting on the edge, I was dangling my feet over, having a look round, and it was just, a wonderful place. I'd like to go to Utah because I'm aware that apparently the canyons are better, supposedly in Utah, but to see these thousands of years of erosion uh, in, in the Grand Canyon was fantastic. We could just about make out the Colorado River flowing through the bottom, declined to take the uh, helicopter trip. I mean, it, it was an absolutely fantastic day out was, was the Grand Canyon and, and Hoover Dam. Um, I've no idea how much we paid for it, but it was one of those, you're in Vegas, you might as well do it. It'd be rude not to. You know, it's like going to the Galapagos and not getting in the sea. Uh, yeah, spoiler alert, we'll deal with that further on down the line. It was, you're there, you might as well do it, you live once. And that was the sort of mentality that is important when you travel. And that was a mentality that we were certainly adopting throughout. You know, we, we're young, we're dumb, we're a bit, you know, whatever, hey, life's great. Yeah, let's sit on the edge of the Grand Canyon. Bollocks, probably never going to be here again. Grab some photos. This is life. Happy days. It's roasting hot. Your sunglasses are out. It was just, ah, just absolutely brilliant. Done Vegas, plopped, plopped along to Dallas. Again, with greyhounding. This was the first of some really, really long journeys. I won't lie, getting from Vegas to Dallas, uh, number one, it took quite a while. Uh, number two, Aaron helped someone break into their own car in a car park in a McDonald's because they'd forgot the keys. They'd locked themselves out. Uh, Aaron and a local, I say, uh, done that. Kid you not, crazy thing. That was about six o'clock in the afternoon one day. Uh, no disrespect to El Paso, Albuquerque in the state of New Mexico itself. Uh, not going to lie, not a lot to see. You're just looking at dust. You're looking at sand. You're looking at barren wasteland. You might get the old cactus, Oh, which is good fun. That being said, the sunrise and the sunsets were absolutely phenomenal in, you know, from, from, from the bus. Good thing about Greyhound buses is you get quite regular stops. A couple of times, sometimes you're stopping in the arse end of nowhere. Won't lie, you are stopping in the butt end of nowhere. Sometimes you're pulling into a sort of a big servicey station place. So you might have your 7-Eleven where you can grab some stuff or you might have a, a Wendy's, a Jack in the Box. Shout out to Jack in the Box because it was a bacon double cheeseburger for a dollar. Hell yeah. Uh, you might get like some you know, place called Roscoe's. You can have chicken and waffles, biscuits and gravy. Oh, it's beautiful. Not the healthiest way of living, granted. Uh, in our defence, 
you know, we said that we'd get involved in the culture, uh, but also we said that we would do a lot of walking. So we were doing a, a lot of, of walking to sort of offset, compensate for eating the amount of crap, to be fair, that we were eating. Also, a shout out to Flagstaff, Arizona. Hands down, the shittest place in the world. We arrived there about two o'clock in the morning. You're in the arse end of nowhere. It's cold. We've got a layover for about an hour. You turn up, you're hungry, you've got no facilities. The toilet's not even working. There's naffle in the vending machine. So you've got a John that's not working. You've got no food present at all. It's cold. It's miserable. It's an absolute hole. Now, whether that's a fair representation on Flagstaff, the place itself, it's probably not. We are talking about the ground bus station here. But my word, hands down, the worst place we have ever been. Absolute tosh. Don't go. Not worth it. Flagstaff, Arizona, if you're listening, have you improved in the last 10 years? Is your Greyhound bus station better? Please let us know. Please, please, please do let us know. We also found Amarillo. So in answer to the question, uh, is this the way to Amarillo? Yes, is the answer. Although probably wouldn't recommend going via Hong Kong, Bangkok, flying to Los Angeles and then getting a couple of buses to get there. But, you know, it is a way that you can get to Amarillo. Dallas was cool. Uh, great thing about Dallas, we got rescued pretty much straight away by a police officer. We arrived at R4 in the morning. Uh, it was dark. You could sort of see a, yeah, the, the light coming up ever so slowly. And we were just going to go for a quick walk around the block. Uh, we saw McDonald's and a police officer has looked at us, looked at the bags that we were carrying. He said, uh, I won't do the accident, but he's, he's looked at us and said, boys, don't go out there. He said, it's not a good neighbourhood. If you go out there, you're probably going to get mugged. I'd stay in here till it's light. Now, we were a bit taken aback by this, but the tone of his voice suggested that he wasn't pissing around. So we stayed in the bus station. We waited until sunrise, uh, went across and got our breakfast, um, spent a couple of hours walking around uh, the centre of Dallas, uh, looking at the, uh, the famous depository there looking at where X marks the spot on the grassy knoll. That was a, a chilling experience looking at that. It's actually fortuitous because there was hardly anyone on the road. So we were literally standing on the X. Of course, we like to practice good road safety when we're traveling. Uh, might've got told off for of jaywalking as well, but sod it. Dallas, we experienced really firsthand what great hospitality can be like. We were out for a few drinks one evening and we'd gone to, uh, we'd been recommended by our sort of Airbnb hostess at a bar to go to. So we got to the bar, we sat down at a table of four and started having a beer. And all of a sudden these uh, Americans had come over to us and said, oh yeah, hey boys, uh, we've got four people in our party. You're, you've got two, uh, you know, is it possible to sit at that table over there, please? And it was, it was a table for two people. So being British, uh, you know, being English, I put on the charm. We're like, yeah, absolutely no problem. You get the usual question. Oh, my God, you know, where are you from? It's like, yeah, from England. It's like, oh, yeah, man, that's cool. Do you know the Queen? Do you live in castles? Seriously, there were questions that we were, we were asked. It's like, do you know John? It's like, no, ah, crazy stuff. But I kid you not, you get asked that. Especially when you're in America, you get asked all of that. So we shifted over to this table, thought nothing of it had a few more beers, went to pay tab and hailed down the, uh, the waiter 
And he said, yeah, I'd like to pay the tab. And he said, well, there's nothing to pay. We said, well, yeah, we've just had like five or six beers each here, Chief. You know, what's going on? And he said, he said no, the uh, table over there uh, that you let sit down, they, they have paid your tab for you as, as a sign to say thank you. And we were a bit amazed by that. But, you know, you wouldn't necessarily get that in the UK to start off with. And we were we were amazed. We'd heard about very good American hospitality. Hadn't experienced it yet to that level. And yeah, absolutely fantastic. Uh, you know, we said thank you, went on our way. And it's like, cool. You know, we've done a good deed to an extent. It was yeah, just brilliant. Also went up to Fort Worth. I think it's called Fort Worth. Might be Fort Worth in Texas. Uh, went to a ranch. And much to Aaron's delight, there was unlimited catfish. And uh, we sat down, started eating. I, I'd had something completely different. It was unlimited catfish. And uh, the uh, the waitress, uh, very nice lady, very nice lady. She was looking at us. We were looking at her. And <laughs> we said, oh, it's unlimited catfish. And she's like, yeah, you know, I'll bring you a plate out. But, you know, you boys have already had quite a lot. I don't think you'll be able to, you know, manage it. And we said, watch us, try us. <laughs> she brought out this plate of catfish and Aaron's just devoured it completely. And she went back a few times and a few plates of catfish and she couldn't quite believe what she was seeing. And it's like, uh, love, lads on tour. England's on tour. This is, this is what we do. We'll turn up, we'll eat all your food, we'll, we'll drink all your beer, we'll be a bit of a nuisance in, in a good way. Um, you know, but the, the English accent is can get you quite far especially in america uh, the minute they find out you're from england you get loads of questions you get some bizarre questions but you get loads of great questions you really really do but we, we had some great times in dallas really had some great times we say a few things to see and do we just found the hospitality the texan hospitality to be absolutely wonderful it was a shame that that wasn't replicated in houston so we took a bus down to houston and there's two stories here in Houston. Uh, one, you know, you've probably experienced before. The other one, you're just going to say, Rob, it's so far-fetched, I don't believe a word of what you're saying. Unfortunately, in Houston, which is a nice place, the the hostess of the Airbnb or, you know, the local stay place uh, was an absolute cow. A oh, absolute nightmare. It was a... We didn't realise this when we booked it, but when we turned up, we realised that there was a... Very strict policy. It was like, you got to be inside after eight o'clock, you know, no noise. Now my family lives here, all that sort of stuff. Now, I'm up for obeying rules, don't get me wrong. I think, you know, they're good, they're good to an extent. But this just seemed a bit too authoritarian for our liking. It was Aaron and myself, a couple of uh, uh, girls and guys. It's a bit too authoritarian for our liking. Uh, we'd gone out on the first evening, gone to a bar that was plastered in, in loads of different you know, beer mats, there's beer mats everywhere. Had a few beers. No one's, you know, pissed or anything like that. Uh, a little bit merry. Uh, got back. It's about nine o'clock in the evening. They started playing some ball on the outside in front of American football around. And yeah, this woman came out of her house, uh, effing and blinding, effing and jeffing, not happy, you know, whinging about curfew. And we we're like, whoa, love, you know, chill, chill. You know, it's playing some ball in the street. She wasn't a pleasant person to deal with, uh, to be honest. So that is a negative side of Houston, negative side of American hospitality. I will point out that we were, you know, we weren't being obnoxious. Uh, we were, you know, just trying to play some ball. Anyway, that was the negative side of that. 
positive side <laughs> being we went to the NASA space station. Trying to use public transport in the USA can be, can be quite challenging at the best of times. But we managed to get down to the NASA space station, had a play around there, looked at some astronaut stuff, learnt loads. It was a cool experience. We waited for this bus on the way back, waited a very long time for this bus. Bus turned up and, uh, you know, driver's happy as a pig is, sorry, happy as a pig in the proverbial. Got chatting to us. Like, hey, where are your boys from? It's like, I'm from England. And he's like, oh man, this is cool. I haven't had English people on my bus before. Where are you going? Well, I'm, just, you know, I'm just going back into going back into town, um, you know, looking for somewhere to eat. And he was like, oh man. I said, what I'll do for you, man. He said, you know, you've got to try some proper Tex-Mex. I've got a great place. My mate Steve runs it. He's a great guy. You know, it's not even on my route, but I'm going to, I'm going to go off route for you. I'm going to drive you to the restaurant. Don't worry about the other passengers. I'm going to drop you off there. Say say to Steve, you know, Dave says hi. He'll look after you. Enjoy it, man. I kid you not. This this bus driver goes off route and does exactly what he says he does. He drops us off at this Tex-Mex place in, you know, south downtown. Drops us off there. He's gone off route. Other passengers are looking at him. He's a bit, you know, looking at him like, what the hell are you doing, mate? He's looking at him saying, your boys enjoyed. So just remember that Steve says, uh, you know, he's called Steve. My name's Dave. You know, remember to say hello. So we've done all that. Got off the bus. You know, thanked him. Great hospitality. You know, he's given us a restaurant recommendation. He's dropped us off there, uh, which is, you know, absolutely brilliant. And we've gone in and, uh, you know, uh, waitress is there. And we said, you know, look, uh, we just said, you know, we've just got off a bus, uh, you know, from England, just got off a bus, um, Dave was the bus driver. He said to mention Steve, who runs a joint. He said that Steve would look after us. So, hey, Steve, you got some English people in. Come check them out. It's like, you know, like we're some, fo- you know, some form of zoo animals. <laughs> Steve's come out. He's like, hey, did Dave drop you off? Oh, Dave's cool, man. Yeah, great. You know, we do Tex-Mex here. Hey, boys, come sit at this table. Couple of beers on the house. This is what I'd recommend. It's like $15 a head. You know, we'll just bring it out for you. You guys eat, enjoy it. So a couple of beers on the house. We've got, you know, people looking at us in a weird way. We're getting the VIP reception here. Massive plates of Tex-Mex comes out. He's plopped the, you know, baseball game on the telly. He's come and joined us for a little bit, having a chat, wants to know more about England. In all this crazy stuff. The other thing I will point out at the time that that year was the, um, I say royal wedding, it was a prince... William was getting married to Catherine, um, or you know, Kate Middleton, you know, Catherine, uh, whatever it is. And we were getting asked, are you going to the wedding? Are you looking forward to it? Oh my God, it's going to be awesome. You know, we were getting those questions all the time. But yeah, that, that was the joyous side of Houston hospitality. And on the same evening, so we'd finished off a meal, we know we'd spoken to Steve, had a great chat with him, and um, you know, we'd walk back into downtown. Guys come up to us. Uh, we didn't realise where we were. We were quite near the, um, not the Houston Dome, because that's out of town, but we were quite near the basketball arena, the ice hockey arena, basketball arena even. And the guys come up and said, oh, um, he said, excuse me, guys, uh, would you like some tickets for the game? He said, no, we're not buying off towels. And he said, no, I'm not, I'm not a towel. You know, it's one of the final games this season. Uh, there's nothing riding on the game. I've got some free tickets. I'm just trying to be nice. You know, would you like some free tickets? And we said, well, you know, who's playing? He's like, well, it's Houston against Sacramento Kings. We're like, okay, uh, what, what do you want for them? You know, it's nothing, no such thing as a free lunch. And he said, look, just a couple of beers would be nice. Uh, you know, just want a couple of beers. It's like, yeah, yeah, no problem at all. 
police officer standing near us and he's overheard the accent and he's come across and he's uh, massive. I mean, you're talking massive, about six foot two, <laughs> built like an absolute brick shit house. He's kind of looked at us, very deep, husky voice. He's like, are you boys OK? And we're like, yeah, officer, um, you know, from England, uh, this guy's offered us some basketball tickets for tonight. Um, you know, are they legit? And he's like, boys, said, don't worry about that. He said, follow me. Well, we're going to go to security. We're going to go to security. We're going to make sure the tickets are OK. And, you know, if they are, you know, you boys go on in and enjoy the game. So they've gone across, gone to security. Security's gone, yeah, no tickets are legit, no problem. Um, you know, we did apologise to the guy who had offered us tickets. We said, mate, you know, we're not from the area. We're not from the country. Um, you know, police officer there's just asked if he, you know, if he wants to, you know, check him the tickets for us. And he was like, lads, no problem. They're fine. They're genuine. We've got him. I bought the guy a couple of beers, like $7 a beer, which took us a little bit by surprise. Again, we're trying to do things on a budget, remember. So bought the guy a couple of beers each. So effectively, we paid $14 for the ticket. Face value of ticket is about $30, $35. So it's, it's a bargain. And we've enjoyed the game. Can't remember who won. but it was, it was a cool game. And just that hospitality part of Houston was absolutely brilliant. But that's where we leave this part of the USA. That's where we leave this we go next from texas to undoubtedly our favorite place in the usa so we are heading east not going to tell you where we're going but we leave this part of the travel memoirs we leave houston we leave texas and we head east on another wonderful greyhound bus join us next week to find out where we end up until next time i'll feel the same